Welcome to your favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Today we're going to be looking at a, a much-awaited uh, Otomo comic, but we do have daily video content and more than a thousand videos in our library, so make sure you hit the search button and uh, type in your favorite titles. See if we covered uh, your favorite comics we may have, and if we didn't, make sure you put something in the comments. Uh, the Kayfabe Patreon exists for our biggest supporters to get the videos before anybody else this mitigates the kayfabe effect which happens whenever we talk about something and put the videos out publicly those copies of the comics we chat about they disappear off the aftermarket uh pretty pretty rapidly and uh jimmy and i are going to be at baltimore comic-con uh september 8th 9th 10th yes and uh that is going to be our last uh, appearance uh in the states in uh, 2023 Without further ado, Jimmy, you know I'm a big sucker for the uh, the complete works of uh, Katsuhiro Otomo, the creator of Akira, of which we have reviewed the complete Akira, Domu. We talked about Fireball, the, the, the exact story, not the entire collection, uh, very early in year one of Cartoonist Kayfabe. Uh, whenever we talk about Otomo... And whenever I go to Japan and I come back with a haul, I always, the only Otomo I needed, man, was called uh, A Gun Report. It's Tankobon number one, a collection of his very first works. And you cannot find it on the stands out there. Uh, Japan book hunter Koenji Sean, he's never rested his eyes on a copy. So finally, it's here, man. The complete Otomo series that Kodansha's been putting out, they bounce around. So, like, I have the animated books see that have the animation cells and stuff. Those are, like, books 22, 23. They put out the storyboard books. Those are probably books 20, 21, something like that. Uh, they bounce around. They put out Domu, which is maybe book 7. Uh, the conceit is that we're going in, like, the numbers are the order. So, we finally have book 1, the, you know, juvenilia of uh, Katsuhiro Otomo's work. And uh, it came probably the same day as uh, we recorded last week. When I cracked this thing open, I could not wait to do this as an episode with you, Jimmy, because it feels like a picture box book. You know, it, it, it feels like art comics. Uh, doesn't hurt that we can't read it, so you don't know what's what's happening, but it does not feel like what you would consider to be standard manga by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm stoked to kind of go through it a little bit here with you. I'm excited. This is the first time I've seen inside of this book, so... This is going to be very new to me. This episode is brought to you by the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. We put out videos every single day and have more than a thousand of them. So make sure that you search through our channel and see if we talked about the, the comics and the magazines that you like. But the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon is there for our biggest supporters and it mitigates the Kayfabe effect, which gives uh, the major supporters uh, early access to our videos so that they can make uh, smart buying decisions before uh, the videos hit gen pop. Ultimately, the vids are brought to you by the books that we make and the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you this holiday season. 504 pages of material with 150 pages that haven't been in the print published in those first uh, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. There's gonna be the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback coming to you from Marvel that's gonna include uh, my the out of print treasury editions of X-Men Grand Design uh, that that 
uh, are out there. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers is my latest comic that is coming out. The fourth issue is coming out within a couple of weeks as of this recording. Uh, the third issue is important for you to have because I'm serializing a daily strip and the first appearance of those characters is this backup feature in uh, issue three. Jimmy has Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive out in the wild right now. It's received a reprint, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's infinite copies, so make sure you get your hands on that ASAP. Another book that is out of print, but Jimmy had promises to put it back in print, is True Crime Funnies. Uh, three stories in this sucker, man, ranging from color to black and white. Plain Janes is a comic that he drew that is considered to be the first young adult graphic novel. Hulk Grand Design is out there right now. It is sold out uh, at the distribution level, which means if your store doesn't have it, they might not be able to get it. So you might have to go to, to, to Amazon if you want a copy. And why would you not want a copy of this thing? And forthcoming is Street Angel Princess of Poverty, which is the companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, it should be out in time for the holidays. Like, let's cover up that May 2023. Not Jim's fault, Image's fault. Uh, now that we are done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Presumably, they just start with with page one, but there are various strips that feel like less refined than others. So I bet if we were able to read in Japanese, we would be able to tell like uh, when when certain things happen. But off the bat, like there's formal experimentation here that you just don't see in your average comic, and this is almost built. It feels almost like a, a shojo kind of comic. Yeah, very interesting. Not at all what I would have expected from early uh, in his career. But it also makes sense that it would be different. Because what he ends up doing, a lot of people imitate after him. Yes. But it kind of changes the way... It opens up some new avenues for manga, so it makes sense that he's going to be doing things that are uh, different. It's the mark-making that is, is so wild. Like, these, these very odd choices. Even, like, the clouds... You know, like the cross-hatching clouds versus a different approach to your shading on these clouds? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a less refinement, a lot of rapidograph usage. The proportions are are, are far out. Uh, it's Gotta been... imagine no assistant either. So, right. you know, that cuts in a little bit. And I... who knows, maybe he's assisting somebody at this time or doing something else part-time. It goes as early as, I believe, 1970. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's earlier than I than I realized. Yeah. It's amazing to see him doing so much rendering with the pen. Totally. Makes me think about an Akira or something where, like, it just isn't rendered this way. You know, it's not... The attention to shadow is, is totally different. There is a time when the Zipatone screens, like, come into the mixture. And I do think it is later in the 70s. Is he drawing these lines? It looks like that. They're very uneven. And yeah, it, the edges are uneven, it, like it's not cut. Yeah, and you could see a little dab of like ink dots. So I think he is. I think he's inking that stuff. Bizarre. Yeah, these are just very odd. Very raw. Interesting how this is like essentially a wordless comic. Yeah, so you could read it. At least in theory. <laughs> wow, that's strange. Is this like the little matchstick girl or something? Yeah, we looked at that collection of like fables and and stuff adaptations of so might have been thinking that way back here too in various episodes of man ben naoki arasawa says when otomo came out everything changed and from the looks of this like i don't think this is the works that he's talking about 
It's probably a couple of Tanko Bonds in, man. You know, that's true, but I also haven't seen manga that looks like this, especially when he's doing just the parallel lines. Yeah. Um, there were a couple, you know, there's a couple of these sequences. That's pretty unusual looking. Is this the gun report? Because that's the thing. It's not a... It's it's the title is one of those titles where it's the onomatopoeia that is like writing it written out. So uh, the onomatopoeia is like the sound of a gun firing. Yes. And so it's not a book report about guns, but it is the sound of a gun report. And he's doing this kind of rendering a lot. Yeah. This is very important for me to get my hands on because the cartoonist who I look up to the most, uh, who, whose, whose work I enjoy the most. Look at how... Are these are. thumbprints? That's what it looks like, huh? Ink thumbprints. Pretty good early 70s to be doing that. It is always instructive to me to see the earliest works of the creators that, that I like. Uh, you know, got the complete works of Crumb, got the complete Charles Schultz, Dick, you know, Chester Gould, Dick Tracy. You name it, man. Got, got all the Tintin books. Uh, to see the raw levels that they start out it's a hopeful notion it's like keep working your ass off and maybe you'll get better i i see a lot of that in this particular example because honestly this stuff is not blowing me away no it's amazing to see it knowing what he he does in his career but i don't know if you showed me just this that i'd be able to point and be like you know what there's some there's some real magic here yeah it's it's very curious he's he's fucking around figuring stuff out but then you get little moments like this. Right. Like, dude, it's like he's already there. He went from this page to this page, and it's like he's already there, dude. Yeah, that's really something. It's cool to see that come out, too. You know, to see that moment where you're like, oh, little little glimmer of what we're going to see in the future. You know, I think you're 100% right, where, like, the, stricture, the strictures placed upon new cartoonists and the deadlines, the, this is what the guy could do in three days yeah. or whatever. And then maybe towards the end, see, like, the guy clearly can draw. Uh, maybe as time goes by, when he can get an assistant or two, then you see the work level up a bunch. Doesn't this feel like it could be a picture box book, kind of? It does. I mean, I would also accept this in, like, early metal or Lant or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, there's definitely some different things happening here. We're getting there, huh? When you get a piece like this? Yeah, it feels like a jump from the last story to this one. Get more confident with the inking tools, but still carrying over a little of that weird shit. And I would love to think, like, is that Bernie Krigstein influence? But I'm sure it's not. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a long shot. It's definitely some thoughtful stuff, though. And it does feel like he's applying some of those uh, experimental things in early stories here more yeah. deliberately. Right. And again, you do get these moments where it's like, oh yeah, that's just nice rendering. <laughs> yeah, the drapery of uh, a body underneath uh, bed sheets is no small feat. There's a real wonkiness though to like these faces and figures. For sure. It kind of surprises me. Every time the story jumps, the art jumps. Okay, he's there. Yeah, this looks he's, pretty tight. He's a Tomo now. <laughs> it just took 120 pages, and and, and, and now, he, now he's a Tomo. But still little glimmers, right? Like little bits of that stuff. But uh, he's there now. And you and you could tell like what he would do if he had the zip dots. Mm -hmm. This is so wild to look at and think about him 
learning the system. Yeah. You know, like what can you actually draw in, in three days? Right. He's starting to get screens. Where do you swing for the fence? Yeah, I saw a screen on one of these uh, previous pages, like right here. This cut out. Yeah, it's fun to see the screens are here now. So that gives you more time to, to plan stuff because you're not doing these ruled out uh, lines. He still is, but less, less so. Some of the hatching is just wild that he's putting this kind of attention into the hatching. Yeah. Kind of speaks to that attention to detail that I think characterizes his work. But early on here, you're seeing it in the rendering. Such abstraction. And, and seeing stuff like this, he's, he's, he's doubling up Zipatone screens. And I wonder if this is his own kind of practice to see what it looks like in print, to see what he can get away with. It's pretty interesting. The other guy who I know that would do that kind of stuff is uh, Eddie Campbell. Yeah. And he would build up screens and stuff like that. But it's really cool. Like you can almost see like this is a gradient screen. Like maybe he's he's ready to be using these screens, but also like you say, let me try some different ones and see how they reproduce. You know, like really going for it now in terms of the screens. Wow. This stuff's pretty interesting. Some eyes wide shut shit. Like, look at this. It's so abstract and odd. Yeah, Kriegstein is such a great name to put here. Not necessarily that this is drawn from a Kriegstein influence, but if you like some of Kriegstein's rendering, take a look at this. You know, you might get some new ideas on that. This yeah. is just wild. Like, like this kind of rendering on rendering. Check this out. Yeah. It's very strange. I haven't seen something like that in a comic. I can't think of one. And I give a lot of... Uh, props to somebody like I want to see that like show me some marks I haven't seen before yeah and and knowing him that aesthetic might it's have weird screens on like it's strange effects there yeah it looks like fanzine or makes me wonder like how this is even going to show up on a screen yeah <laughs> people be trying to adjust their sets getting hold of those weird big dot ones that was good Kodanchi USA Let's go, man. I need these in English. We want to read these things. We want to read them so bad. This looks like a little different approach, too, to line and to uh, like character design. Totally. I guess you can't call it a spaghetti western because he's not Italian. A ramen western. <laughs> no black, no solid blacks. Right. Very thin line, like maybe even... Uh, no, there's some there's some life to the line. I was gonna say maybe a tech pen, but but you see you see life. Yeah, it makes me wonder like what's happening. Is he maybe drawing bigger here that the line seems so fine? Yeah, I I would bet just a just a smaller, a different kind of pen. Very sensitive line. You know, comes comes from that thinness a little bit. It's weird to think of this in context of like the pen and ink artists who really do line work. Like I see this and I see certain like Bernie Wrightson yeah. things. And it's again, it's not that it's that close. It's just that there aren't that many people that really work in fine lines like that. Right. I bet you this comes back from print and he doesn't ever do that again because that looks it looks like a surface. It doesn't look like water. It looks like a bridge or something. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, dude. Not sure everything that's going on there. Yeah, because that's brush strokes. So that could be an ink wash that got put through a photostat. 
Yeah, it could be, yeah, right. Because, like, depending on how you set the screen, you could have screens that have the dots mm -hmm. that big. And this certainly would have been an arrow or photo, photo stats were very... You mentioned sensitive. Look at how sensitive this is with just little bits of white scraped away on top of that screen or a little bit of maybe white media put on top of it. You know, like, having this extremely thin line like this uh, and, and speaking to that sensitivity, Jiro Taniguchi is coming to mind. Certainly when he's not using the blacks as often as he does here. You know, some of that previous stuff. Some of these renderings are just really gorgeous. When uh, I went out there two times ago, and we went to this art show with uh, Jeff Darrow and, and Brian Moss, there, and you could really look closely at the screens, you could see that they would double up screens. Like, the assistants would, would double up Zipatones, but you could tell that 100% of the times, the uh, assistant made sure that they put that second round of dots in between perfectly like the other set of dots so that it didn't create like mores like every time they they doubled them up mm. they laid them on so perfectly they had to have that like little thing that you would see on artist desks where they have the, the magnifying, magnifying glass, glass. <laughs> uh. they had to have that these pieces uh with the heavy rendering and like probably strong photographic uh, reference stuff. The way the hatching is done, uh, it looks a lot like the early 1960s pre-Zap Comics sketchbooks that uh, that Robert Crumb did. Specifically, the two uh, published features that were in Help Magazine, the one where he goes to Harlem and the one where he goes to Bulgaria. Right. Like That style of artwork fits, feels very close. And what it speaks to is the hatching that that is less confident it goes it's more parallel you know it doesn't quite go with the planes of what he's trying to communicate it's very flat like one note this spread is wild yeah it's neat seeing him kind of emerge you know it's not quite i don't know that i would pick this out as a tomo if you just showed me a couple of these pages yeah this is further experimentation for sure but at the same time like you're really seeing somebody that's mastering stuff quickly and i think that specifically the exercise he's giving himself with this strip is it's photographic montage there's also a lot of like commercial you can keep going uh commercial illustration techniques on display mm. and i wonder how much commercial illustration he's doing at the time right if that was a part of uh you know his his workload yeah we know he does it at some point sure plenty Nice croaky life drawing piece right there. What wild layouts for a manga feature. I wonder if we're getting lots of texts that maybe he didn't write or something. You know, if these are spot illustrations to something else. I'll have to ask uh, Sean or one of the fellas. Now we're back to like Otomo mode. Straight up. Yeah, this looks like an Otomo character. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen him in Domu. But... Still fucking around with that ink, man. Trying to figure out, do I want to use brush? Do yeah, I big time. Use... Look at the marks on this this drawing. Yeah. Do I, well, do I want to use pen? You know, like, he solved this kind of thing in Domu. Like, like you know, you got to you gotta have your practice stages here where it's like, you know what? I, I'm not looking for that moray. I don't want that. I just wanted a, I just wanted a gray.
Yeah, the experimentation is really awesome to see. Yeah. Makes me excited, you know, for him as a cartoonist, that he was really trying different stuff. I wonder if we were to find, you know, the first volume of a mm -hmm. bunch of manga, successful manga's work, if you would see a similar kind of progression and experimentation. Right. Like, this kind of a line... Haven't really seen that in here. Don't really see it later on either. Right. But it's great to see it, like try it on, see how it works, and, and just remember it. Maybe you have a use for it somewhere. If I had to guess, these uh, strips are in here out of out of order with when they were created. Because we just see stuff... I mean, that's so Otomo. You know, like we, stuff, we see stuff that is so easily identifiable, and then we see this more experimental stuff. Uh, this makes wow. me think... Dude, with the straight up... Yeah. That's amazing. Look at this for like a brush stroke. Almost like a chisel tip marker brush stroke. Yeah. Yeah, like it speaks to the um calligraphic nature of like Japanese writing, you know, like you like you see those marks on signs and stuff. Totally accept that. You see it in the graffiti in Akira. Oh totally. That almost like, looks like storyboard or something cinematic with the rectangle and the drawing only in part of the frame. And uh, Kodansha USA, whenever you publish this, publish this stuff too. <laughs> because this is, this is like exactly what we need. Is that Easy Rider? Oh yeah. So we're referencing some of the American movies that he would have been watching and, and influencing him at the time. Very cool. Yeah, I, I would like all of this. All of this in English, please. Yes, please, man. Uh, we'll, we'll do a different episode on the Memories book, which which has almost all of this uh, stuff from Fireball. But this is a series that, that uh, Japan has been uh, publishing for the past four, mm, three years or so. There might be a little less than 10 volumes out right now. There's at least four volumes for the animated stuff. There's a... Uh, couple other yeah there's maybe like 10 to 15 of of these uh books out uh, as we speak if you are not in japan you go to amazonco.jp and you could order these books uh there's going to be a little bit of a premium for the shipping of course uh you have to make a complete brand new account you can't use your usa uh or wherever country you, you live in uh you can't use your standard Amazon account. It's a completely new thing. And if you are visiting Japan and uh, you got some extra yen on you, like when I got my animated book, I ordered it through Amazon Japan while I was like in the hotel room. There are three options. You could choose to use your card or whatever. You can uh, get a QR code. If you have extra yen, you can get a QR code walk it straight to the convenience store, have them scan it, and give them your extra yen. So if you don't want to convert your money back to U.S. and lose some in the exchange, not a bad way to, uh, not a bad way to spend that stuff. And then a book will show up at, at your doorstep maybe by the time you, you get back home from your trip. So there it is, dude. Complete Otomo, number one, a gun report. Been talking about it for a long time. Finally got to lay, lay eyes on it, and it did not disappoint. Extremely inspiring to see the, the, the proto artwork of a future master cartoonist, to see the strokes in there of genius. 
amongst a lot of rawness, a lot of roughness, and some straight-up wonkiness. And uh, as Ed said, we have covered a lot of Otomo in the past. There is a playlist. So check out the playlist if you haven't seen all of our Otomo coverage. Um, I'm sure there's some videos there you'll enjoy. Good to go, Jimmy? Yes. We have daily videos on Cartoonist Kayfabe uh, at this point, and there are more than a thousand videos up there as we speak. So uh, if uh, you want us to cover something that you dig, search that playlist. And if we have not covered it, please put something in the comments and, and we will add that to our list of future episodes. Uh, they Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. And uh, we have a Patreon. At the Patreon, uh, you get access to this live stream recording session uh, that we have going on right now. A couple dozen people hanging out in the chat room right now. And uh, the kayfib effect is being mitigated. I don't doubt that a couple of people have, are in the process of signing up for Amazon Japan uh, right this second. Uh, and they also get the vids before anybody else so that they can make those smart buying decisions uh, before anybody else gets the videos. Ultimately... The videos are brought to you by the books that we make. And Jimmy has True Crime Funnies number one right here. Tell the people about it, dude. These are three nonfiction short stories. You can pick this up at jimrug.com. You can also read it on patreon.com slash jimrug where I serialize my latest. And I also post a lot of out-of-print zines and mini-comics there. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive from Image Comics. This was out of print for a while. It's back in print now. You should be able to get it wherever you find books or comics. Eight complete short stories of the... Uh, Homeless Ninja on a Skateboard, and coming this fall in November, Street Angel Princess of Poverty, which collects the rest of the Street Angel comics that Brian Maruka and I have made. If you have both books, you'll have all of the Street Angel content that is out there so far. Hulk Grand Design, my uh, my ode to the, uh, the green-skinned monster from Marvel, uh, one of my favorite books I've ever made, and you get to see it here as the oversized treasury edition with that fluorescent green cover. These are out of print, I believe. So pick it up at your local store if you haven't already and you see a copy, pick it up. These may get hard to find and who knows when they'll be reprinted. And Plain Jane's, one of the first young adult graphic novels that I did with Cecil Castellucci, perfect for that young adult reader in your life. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you in time for the holidays. It should be out here in August, but you can clearly see it is a printed book, and it's the best book I've ever made up to this point until the next one, right, Jimmy? Uh, 504 pages of content, and uh, it has 150 pages of material that is not in those first four books, so make sure that you get your hands on this sucker. Not the only holiday effort coming out. It's going to be a trilogy of X-Men Grand Design. Uh, that is coming out. It's a trade paperback that includes all three treasury editions of my X-Men Grand Design work and some of that stuff is out of print so uh, you can get it all in one clip. There are two trade paperbacks of Red Room out there and uh, the latest series uh, called Red Room Crypto Killers is uh, almost complete. Issue 4 is going to be coming out within the next couple of weeks and I want to make sure you guys get your hands on Red Room Crypto Killers Issue 3 because the backup feature Called Latchkey Kids in here came up with a better title. Switchblade Shorties is my daily strip. And this is a proto version of those characters from my daily strip. Uh, so this is considered a hot key as of uh, this recording. Grab the comics, support the channel, keep the lights on. But there are other ways that you can support the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. And we'd love to see you wearing those shirts whenever you come up to us at Baltimore Comic-Con uh, next month. And that link is also under this video. All great ways to support the channel. Give them the marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more manga.